Welcome to the DoD Recycling Podcast. I'm Rick Kappel and I'm the course director for WEMV 160 Qualified Recycling Program Management. We will be exploring perspectives from experts in our recycling programs. Today's guest is Nate Campbell. I first met him as a student in the course. As a student, he brought a wealth of knowledge and experience to the class. When I started thinking about an overseas perspective podcast, Nate came right to mind. Let's get started. Nate, let's start out with a little bit about who you are and, and what your job is. Hi there, I'm Nathan Campbell. I am the Qualified Recycling Program Manager and a Solid Waste Program Manager and Environmental Engineer for Lake and East Air Force Base. So apart from running the QRP, we also do the solid waste stuff for the contracting as well. So it's all good fun. Okay, so Nathan, you came to the WEMV 160 course. What's the main difference between U.S. recycling operations and European operations? I think one of the, one of the big reasons, or one of the big issues there is, is with the U.S. you're one big landmass. Um, if you take the U.K., we rely on Europe, and so there's a dynamic of us to Europe and Europe first recycling. So there's um, limit, there's limited companies in the U.K. Um, in Europe, uh, there's a bigger landmass, so there's more more opportunities. So we have to look at things like that. So the fuel is is an issue. Um, I've been on the QRP course. Um, usually, the the contractors in the US will that fuel will be incorporated in the sale cost. Here in the UK, it's completely different. And same with Europe, we actually charge a transportation fees on top of that. So we have to make sure that we actually make a profit after everything's been done. Okay, so you've been in the industry about 20 years. I know you have an interesting story. Can you just tell us one interesting story that comes to mind since you've been a uh, program manager? I think one of the interesting and funniest ones is, uh, I think all QRP managers all, all know this, is, oh, can we bring this down here? Uh, so they suddenly turn up with machinery that's on um, uh, the equipment lists. Uh, we've had... Um, bombs or the demo bombs and that come up and they're saying can we take them and the fam most famous one is computers and when we try to explain to them we're actually a recycling area uh, but we have to send stuff to D-Mill they look very puzzled and no matter how much you try and tell them I mean we've even had um, senior leadership say well why aren't you taking this and so you have to sit there and sort of go through the QRP and explain the do's and don'ts but yeah the um, yeah, there's some, there's some quite funny situations. I mean, I, I have aircraft parts suddenly turn up and they're like, well, it's scrap metal. Yes, but it isn't. So, yeah, all sorts of things like that. Okay. I I know everybody out there feels your pain with that. There's always stuff that turns up in your yard that you know you can't take. So that's really, really common. So what are some of your easiest commodities to sell? Oh, for us... Um, Textiles and brass are two of our most common or most easiest com commodities and actually worth more. So we'll take uh, metal, and I'll give you uh, an example of, say, $100 a tonne for just mixed metals. Um, if I look at that and then I look at my textiles, which is $400 a tonne, so actually textiles are worth more money than metals at the moment. Um, brass is another good one for us, and we're fortunate we have a demilling machine, so we do get brass from other units come to us. Don't get a lot, but we we still get some, so it's quite handy that way. Okay, can you explain a little bit about textiles? What what falls into the textile category? 
Okay, so um, for, the, for you guys that don't know Lakenheath, um, we've got a thing, our drive-through recycling centre, which we built a few years ago. And that recycling centre has closed banks. So we've used used the operations unit to put biffer bins in there for general waste. Uh, so that's our general waste contractor at the moment. So while they bring in their waste in, which we don't pay for, we just leave a space in the yard, they also bring their textiles in, which is their clothing, non-military uniform, shoes, coats, jackets, bags, etc., etc., that sort of stuff. And that's kind of um, what we all we get, literally do is put them in the clothes banks, we bag it up, and we sell it. Okay, and do you have any idea what they do with it? Yeah, we've, um, we've, we've uh, sort of followed the process through, and it's, uh, the nice thing about it is it goes to the um, third world countries. So although it's a win-win, really, so we make money from it, and then they uh, send it out to third world countries because they're, gov- they're heavily government-subsidized, the company, so we get a good rate for it, and then they get um, somebody else gets use out of it. Okay, so would you say that those are also your biggest money makers for your programs? Absolutely. Um, I think uh, from just it, putting the um, textiles into play, we probably make in in, in your money probably about fifteen thousand dollars a year that we didn't have in revenue to start with. Okay, and does it take a ton of time, or is it relatively like quick labor for you? Oh, it's really quick labor. I, I get two guys, and they sort it out on a daily basis. They just put coats and shoes and bags in one, and clothing in the other, and that's it. It's easy. And we get a collection probably once or twice a month. Love it. Love it. That sounds like an excellent program. So these are great and quick and easy. What are your biggest problems? For us, um, and I'm assuming most QRPs are going the same thing, is, is wood. Now, in the UK, you, there's no way of recycling wood. And the companies that want it for power generation, they tend to um, charge you to collect it. And we can't pay for it to go. So we have a little issue there. We have found a company that will take it um, uh, free of charge, um, so we actually get rid of the wood so it doesn't go into landfill. Um, The other one is cooking oil. And um, years ago, we used to have, like, like Thanksgiving and Christmas and the shops cooking stuff, throwing the stuff down the drains. And um, so, therefore, it's clogging the drains up, costing uh, the squadron probably 200000 a year for block drains. We introduce cooking oil banks, which they bring the stuff to us, and we literally just have a bank there, they tip it in, and it goes to power generation. Okay. Well, that doesn't sound like much of a problem. That sounds like a solution that you came up with. What about plastic? How are you doing with plastic? Plastic is a real nasty one. Um, For the moment, uh, like most people, we are kind of stuck with plastic, and it's going into general waste, which breaks our heart, to be fair. We are waiting uh, for a company in the UK, and there's companies in Europe that do it as well, that's called a, a paralysis machine. It turns the uh, plastics into oil, which then has some additives to add, put to it, and it's then the engine diesel. So we are waiting for the one company in the UK, or the first company, to be able to deal with that, and eventually that's where we'll be going. But at the moment, it is a big, big headache for us, and it will cost us money if we um, used our own skips, but luckily... Um, we still collect it to, for the, from the base because when we can start getting rid of it, then uh, we haven't got to re-educate, but it does go into our general waste bins that the um, base pay for, not us. Okay. So, you know, when people start seeing plastics getting thrown in the trash, 
Would you say that people in the United Kingdom care more about recycling than people in the U.S. or less? Um, I think pretty much it's the same to a, to a degree. Um, I know um, when our dustmen collect, I, mean, I, I, can't, I can't say for you guys, but when our local dustmen collect it, if there's anything that's in the wrong bins, to so say we had a general waste bin with plastic, they actually will not collect it. They will, they will leave it for you for the next uh, turnaround for you to actually sort it out. So we have strict rules, strict guidelines. Um, I know people get infuriated when they um, see the wrong plastics and metals going in the wrong places, but for a, com a country that is really, really um, strict on it is Germany. Okay. Uh, they have a very strict way of working with it. Okay. What would you say is your biggest victory since you became a QRP manager? I think the for me it's uh, the building of the new yard because we had an old system that was venting money and when they uh, asked me to do the QRP I literally tipped the program upside down, give it a good shake to see what was left uh, and anything that wasn't nece necessary that we got rid of. So what I ended up doing is using the money we had, uh, building a yard which people bring their trash in which we don't pay for but then it also increases our commodities because people will bring the recycling at the same time so it's kind of a win-win. Okay. Well, uh, what's the favorite part of your job, would you say? Oh, I think for me, the, <clears throat> the challenge of trying to find uh, places to get rid of the materials and make a profit, um, the customers, cause, because we've got the drive-through yard, saves them going off base, the carbon footprint, and being in mind, I'm an environmental engineer, so that's my main core, uh, it's reducing the carbon footprint and costs. Um, that's really, I think, the best thing about it. Okay, and one last question. If you had a magic wand and you could change anything about your program or the process, what would it be? For me, I think the more, I'd like to see more increased um, awareness. I'd like to see plastics disappear if I could do that and no one ever have to deal with them again. Um, and that we uh, had more insight, I mean, from us, from DLA, as in figures coming back and trying to work together so we can actually make some money and do, make a difference. Okay, well that's a great answer. And that was it for the podcast and I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for, for coming on and answering all these questions and giving people a perspective about recycling someplace other than the United States. That was my pleasure. All right, well you have a great day, sir. Thank you.